Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday, it's 11.35, and that means Tech Talk, of course. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here, uh, having shoveled through the snow. You got out here? Okay. I, I, I did, and I was using the new Hamilton uh, map. Have you seen that? Hamilton launched a new uh, a new app. Well, it's an yeah. app, but it's not. It's more a website. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just talked with the manager about That's an right. hour ago. It is so cool. Yeah. I was using it, and I was like, you know what? This is amazing. So, you know what? It's no longer going, oh, I wonder when they're coming. I I, I love it. I think it's great. I shared it on my social media, and I, I was proudly out there uh, touting, look at all the plow. I can't get over how many there are. I don't know if that's a good thing or not to announce how many plows are actually in motion. Uh, 100, 110, I think it is. Is it? Uh, I don't know. It just look like, yeah. it looks like a sea of trucks or just kind of like all over the city of Hamilton. So, yeah, I managed through. It started snowing when I came into the studio today, so, uh, you know, good. Good thing we have that little uh, plow. I'll just find one of those blue uh, blue trucks and follow him everywhere to go. Uh, listen, we are, you know, turn the page here. I mean, in about a month from now, it's going to be Christmas. Not <laughs> quite a month, but uh, yeah. get Christmas gift giving. I was just talking to a number of staff people this morning that already started their shopping. And uh, you've, I always come up with some ideas, and and, and electronics obviously make a, a, always a great gift, and 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 of course you want to buy Apple if you're going to buy electronics, right? Well, okay, well, th- you, you know, you're, th- you're lobbing it here for me, here, Bill. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say this: I love Mac products when it comes to desktop. I've said this to you before. Yes, you do. I do not use any of their mobile devices because I feel they're limited. But Apple, I thought I would give out three things I thought were quite interesting. If you're thinking about getting that laptop, but I'm going to give the plus. And then I'm going to follow it up with a negative. Let's start with a plus. Number one is that the new MacBooks, they are fairly expensive. You're going to be paying a pretty petty for these. Um, but it's going to come with a retinal display. And by the way, retinal display is just the crispest, the cleanest. It is phenomenal when it comes to visual. Number two, this is one of the first laptops that is 100% environmentally friendly. And if you're, uh, you know, we all pay that extra um, uh, uh, fee. I think in Ontario, you pay the electronic disposal fee, uh, as you will. This is actually interesting. The MacBook uh, uh, Air uh, is going to be 100% violent. What that means is that it is biodegradable. It is capable of being 100% disposable in a way that is can be that could be friendly for the environment. So the electronics going to a landfill, and you hear about that. Uh, and last, and this one's the most important, I think, for anyone in business or in education, for that matter. If you're thinking about investing into a into a computer to give you that quality, this comes with more than a full day of battery life. You could watch up to 13 hours of a video. Now, I mean, you're going to go stir crazy watching the sequels of Star Wars all day long, but it will give you a good solid 13 hours of active use, meaning you'll probably get up to two days without needing to charge it. That's great if you're That's traveling. Remarkable. It is. It is one of the best laptops when it comes to battery life. Now, I'm going to segue that with a, that sounds great about Apple. Now I'm going to throw in the negative. Apple has confirmed Apple has confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, that for that $2,000 laptop we just described that comes with all the features, that if you try to do it yourself, if you try to update the me- uh, the memory, you try to fix the product, you know, because you can buy it on Amazon or whatever, yeah, uh, yeah. Amazon's selling now Apple products in case you want to know, you can now be warned if you try to fix it, there is a very, very likely chance it will turn into a brick. Apple has verified that if you try without using an authorized Apple representative, meaning their Apple stores, or uh, an independent authorized dealer, that if you try to do it yourself, turn it back on again, and uh, it 
connects to the Apple network. Uh, it has a, a, and by the way, not a small chance, 80% chance of turning into a brick. And legally, they're allowed to do that. So they le- are? Because they warn you. Yes. There's a very, very, there's a little card you'll get with your Mac that says, shall you n- use anyone other than an Apple authorized uh, representative? You will have a very likely chance of your product becoming damaged and is not refundable or under warranty. Well, forewarned is forearmed, For, I guess. I, I, and that's a big risk. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> but just to give an example, a gentleman wanted to fix the new touch bar, which is where you run your finger along the top of the keyboard. It was $1,100 he was quoted from Apple. He managed on one of those uh, YouTube fix it, uh, managed to fix it with tweezers and cost nothing. So uh, 99 cent tweezers were the solution to the $1,100 quote you're getting from Apple. So I have a feeling this won't be the last time we'll be talking about, is this a problem? Is it right? Should they be, uh, you know, as I like to think about it, is Ford saying you bought the truck, uh, but you have to use an authorized Ford representative to uh, fix this vehicle? That used to be the way it was all the time. And and the automobile actually is a great example of that because they'd say you void the warranty. If you get your oil changed at Joe Blow's instead of at our dealership, the warranty is void. That's right. Now, you you can't do that anymore. You can't do that. No, absolutely not. And, And that's where I'm saying the rules have applied to the automotive sector. I, I don't know why Apple's able to do this at this time. I'm no lawyer. Maybe we need a lawyer on our tech talk shows. They're getting pretty serious now, um, <laughs> you know, with politics and Facebooks and everything else. But uh, anyway, I'm not sure the legal legality of it all, but this is just something to keep in mind. It is a very, and this is a very serious issue for uh, my business. I use nothing but Apple desktops and, and MacBooks, and it's 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 a cost. If you're using it and you're paying out of pocket for these items, it can really run up, and that's a big danger. All right. Uh, here's another great segue. We were just talking about automobiles. Yeah. Uh, you te- actually teased this last week. I did. Uh, and, and this is about, you said another electric car. Now that, oh great, well, another electric another car. Yeah, this one goes from <laughs> zero to 60 in three days. Uh, but this this one's got some muscle. This one, I, I think we're going to well, see. Uh, well, the, just mention the name of the car and you'll know that it has muscle. You know, it's the Camaro has been launched and it's all 100% electric and it will literally bury the Tesla as they were bragging. Here's the key. Tesla is very fast off the start and when they were running it against the Hero Kana and the in the Porsche GT3. I mean, they just blew the Tesla once it got underway. This is interesting. The Camaro, though, can get to zero or get, can do the quarter mile in, get this, seven seconds. That's the speed of a rocket car. You know, the big engines on the back of the car that fire up seven seconds, quarter mile. I mean, my father, who loves drag racing, this is like, I mean, he says it's not real. If you're listening, like, why would you watch an electric car go down the quarter mile? It's like watching a silent movie. Well, that's happen. it. <laughs> so a- anybody that's gone to, 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 to a drag strip, and, yeah. and that's it's that roar of the engine, and, that's and, right. and okay, and just kicking it. Now you're just gonna. I can't hear it. What, yeah, you're just going to hear the tires squeal, it's and it's going to roll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sound of the rumble and the and the muffler and, and everything. So all of that is gone. You're just going to hear some tires squeal, and then listen to the as the rubber rolls by you very, very quickly. And in less than seven seconds, you'll feel nothing but the wind behind you. So I guess it's environmentally friendly, and sure. we're going to lose a little bit of the sound. But what's interesting, 700 horsepower is in this car. Now, that, most cars have 700 horsepower in that 
that size. The difference is electric cars are light. There's no transmission. There's not a lot of components in it, like to the engine, so to speak. So it's it moves eight times, a hundred times faster. So expect to see uh, all these new muscle cars. And it's gorgeous, by the way. It is absolutely stunning. But it's electric. It's the most silent, fastest car ever. And that's scary because, you know, one thing about a rumbling car is you know to get out of the way when you hear it coming down the street. So this is uh, this is exciting if you love that electric car speed thing. Uh, let's get into Uber. Uber had a lot of problems, and we spoke about they're going to have to come off the roads. We heard about a lot of problems in self-driving cars, Uber not specifically, but the self-driving cars. Well, I guess they finally let enough time pass, and they've decided that they're going to have the ability to get back on the road again to go uh, self-driving. So in the state of Arizona, self-driving Uber cars are on the road, and as of yesterday, Florida, Ford has just announced that they're going to be launching their self-driving cars. So pedestrians look out please be advised between silent drag racing chevrolets and a (laughs) uber self-driving car the roads are going to get a little more exciting than they are safer i would say all right uh we've always talked about parental control and you remember the old days when they say well you know the best way to do that is just have your computer in the living room where everybody can see that (laughs) well and then that sort of worked i suppose for some families but everybody's got their computer in their hand now yes but google's got an idea about parental control well, Google, uh, I mean, we, we announced that Google earlier for younger. If you're under the age of 13, parents can have full control over yeah. the devices. They can turn it off, turn it on. Well, what about the teenager? Because sometimes discipline's a little difficult for anyone between the ages of 13 and no. 18. No, no. Really? Yeah. I guarantee you, my Alicia, my daughter, who's oldest, would be like, that's, you know, Dad, why do you have to keep saying this? But there is now for Apple and Android, Google is giving parental discretion to turn off the phones for anyone ages 13 to 18. Now, there's a few caveats to this. Number one is that it will warn the student. It will actually come up and say, please, you can put a timer on. Instead of saying, hey, I want you off that smartphone in an hour, you can now timer and you'll see a, t- a timer will come up on the on the uh, on the teenager's phone and it will say you have one hour left until your system shut down number two is that you can put a time limit on it for 24 hours eight hours 12 hours if you will and number three though this is a bit of a, a, a I guess a I don't know a backfire if you will the teenager will have the ability to override the parents request so I'm willing to bet that this is just nothing but a you want to fight with your teenager here's a great chance to start so yes uh, they will be able to override it. However, it will notify the parent. So it will actually advise the parent to say, uh, you know, this has been overridden. And and they say that's for safety issues because maybe they're not home. Maybe you put a timer, you scheduled it. It comes with all of these features at 10 o'clock smartphone off. Well, if they're out with their friends, it could be at a movie, they could override it. So it does have some override components. Make for some interesting discussions between parent and child, won't <laughs> that's it? Right. That's right. Yes. Over you, the- listen, you you travel a lot. I do, and and I know that people Christmas time are going to be traveling a lot too. And and it's great now that you can get Wi-Fi just about everywhere, right? That's right like yes. Airports, any place else you can get this. But you uh, quite rightly now raise some security questions about this. Yeah, I mean, when you uh, there's a couple points I wanted to bring up. When we're using free Wi-Fi, there's uh, Wi-Fi six. By the way, we're all going to start referring to the current technology Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi 6, which is the latest and greatest when it comes to Wi-Fi, is very susceptible to hackers. It is very, very, very easy. This isn't stuff that, you know, CSI is using and FBI. This is stuff you can buy on Amazon and you can easily now uh, hack 
into someone on free Wi-Fi. So a few tips. Number one, while you're at the airport, on the train, on the bus, because buses offer yeah. free Wi-Fi, um, what you want to do is make sure number uh, you want to visit uh, websites that say they're encrypted. Use Firefox, use Chrome, and you want to make sure if it doesn't say secure in the upper left-hand corner of your browser, don't don't go on it. It is 100% capable of being information hacked or otherwise. Number two, there has now been a free app available for iPhone and Android. And it's very easy. If you can all remember this, go on your Google Play and your Apple Store and it's 1.1.1.1. It is a free app, 100% available. I use it myself and it is a VPN, a virtual private network, and it will turn your iPhone and Android into a secure device. It slows it down a little bit. I am, I'm not going to lie. It will slow it down, but not to the degree where you're going, am I ever going to see this website? It's just, you're going to have to wait the extra two seconds. If you, uh, but you will notice a slight delay, but you will be safe. It will be encrypted. And I'm referring to things like uh, uh, you're sending an email or you're using a, a website to submit a form. Maybe you're visiting. If Again, if it's not encrypted, you don't want to use it. And last, the most safest way in these times of travel is maybe use your actual data plan because the data plans are 100% encrypted from your phone to the tower, all the providers encrypt the information that's being transferred. All right. It's about time the 21st technology tackled this problem. (laughs) When does food go bad? You know, as a bachelor, I wish I had this. I would have this throughout my house day and night. So, um, and I'm speaking on behalf of single men and women for that matter, because I've been in in many houses that it's like, whoa, how long has that been sitting in the fridge? Is this milk bad? Is this milk bad? Uh, Or you look at the pickle jar and go, well, it's pickled. Is it not supposed to be that way? They do go bad. Well, there's now an ability to take an RFID, a radio frequency ID uh, sticker, you put it on a bottle and your phone will be able to scan the sticker. The sticker will send a radio wave through the product. So whether it's milk, uh, it could be cream cheese, um, it, it basically goes through the product. And I'm no scientist, but what's neat about this is somehow the radio waves changes based on the fermentation or how, how uh, the product has maybe not met standards, if we will. And it will give you notification to say, I really don't think you want to eat this or spread this on your butter or, uh, or on your on your toast. So as a side note, these new RFID stickers are available. They are only used once, so you're going to have to probably throw a sticker on a bottle when you buy it. Uh, you're not going to be able to peel it off and put it on another one. So they're one-time use, but we will be able to actually scan your products in the fridge and go, what needs to be changed and what, what needs to be thrown out? So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really. And it's, uh, it, by the way, I mean, you, know, you always get stuff in the back of the fridge. Yeah, well, I always do. I mean, like, I always thought ketchup could never go bad. I mean, I, I have... <laughs> I have this thing where it's like uh, salsa. I'm a salsa lover. I love to have salsa, and and you know every so often I'll open it up, and there it is. It's, yeah, it's little gray things. It's blue. It. It's actually talking <laughs> to me. It's got like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, okay, I got to scoop off the scoop it off, and I kind of keep going. Michelle, Michelle just refuses to let me even you, you like scoop, touch the. You scoop off the bad stuff. Sure, still, you, you just scoop it off. Oh. It's like cheese. You know, you scrape the cheese. It's, I'm I don't do it anymore. But in my bachelor days, I'm like, well, if it's red, it's good. If it's blue, it's it's bad. <laughs> that was the that was the that, way. Your rule of thumb. No wonder you're off sick all the time.
let's talk about Google Glasses. So Google Glasses, we knew, came out years ago. And we had a laugh. Many people were joking about, oh, this is Star Trek for nerds and everyone's going to be laughing about it. But then all of a sudden we saw Snapchat come out with their versions of, you know, smart glasses. Yeah. Well, this is really, really cool. We are, uh, uh, I'm proud to say an Ontario tech company has come out with Focals, and they look like normal Ray-Ban glasses. Um, it's a new startup, and what's really cool is the fact that it integrates with Alexa. So, uh, but it will give you a heads-up display without, <clears throat> excuse me, without distracting your view, blocking your view. It will show you information within glasses. Very similar. Uh, Bill Kelly's wearing glasses today, and uh, very simple lenses. Nothing that yeah. you're going to go, wow, okay, I'm going to look really awkward walking around. Um, but what's neat is the heads-up display will show you things like weather. It will give you a highlight of particularly, uh, well, it's Alexa, so you could actually say play song, scroll through list, and in your glasses, I wouldn't be able to see it, but you would see a little hovered uh, image in your left or right eye, and it will give you updates as to what music would you like to play. Um, they're talking about the glasses capable of giving you directions, so when you, instead of taking your eyes off the wheel, it's now giving you a peripheral of directions and information that you may or may not need um, uh, from your Alexa device. Excellent stuff. Uh, we're just about out of time, but I want to ask you about uh, Capital One, since a lot of people are going to be doing some shopping in the next couple of weeks. I don't like to promote any kind of... Ca- no, I, I mean, we don't get, you know, kickback. What's in your wallet? Uh, okay, yeah, what's in your wallet? But Capital One, I thought, was very, very smart. And if you're using online shopping, as many of us are, you're going to be on Amazon, you're going to be shopping around. Uh, Capital One has just launched Virtual Number. This is actually ingenious. What they do is, through their source on a browser, when you're shopping on Amazon or any or Mashable or wherever you buy, uh, Walmart target i'll give them all a plug with a capital one when you sign up they come up with a virtual number the virtual number sends a false credit card through the internet links with the actual merchant and if the merchant's a valid uh credit uh, mastercard uh uh, uh, recipient it will actually take that credit information translate it to be authorized and if you know, someone hacked it or tried to copy it or got access to it, they would get the wrong number. It's a one-time, think of your credit card number changing every time you make a purchase. So it's called Virtual Credit Card Numbers, and it's offered by Capital One, and I I think it's just the start. We'll see that with a bunch of credit cards because it it makes perfect sense. You almost don't want the same credit card number, and this is the first online where it will manipulate the number to create, create a false one for it. Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. We do this every Friday, of course, at 11.35. Brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.